0: They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. Your saltwater guide, Captain Dave Hansen. We got a really fun show for you today, gang. A really, really funny man going to join us on this show. Great fisherman, a super funny guy. Amir K is joining us today on the podcast. I'm super excited to have Amir on here. But before we get started, gang, I'll be at the Bard Hall Show on the 27th and 28th of January. I'll be up on the main stage doing two seminars, one at three at noon and then another one at 12, or excuse me, one at 12 o'clock and another one at three o'clock. And gang, I just talked to Promar and I talked to Davey over there at uh, Akuma. They're going to supply me with the hats this year. So look it. If you bring your children, I'm going to have plenty of free stuff for the kids. And then if you show up wearing your saltwater guy swag, you got one of my hats on or one of my shirts on, you're going to get a brand new free Akuma hat or a Promar hat. You do not want to show up to my seminar, not wearing my Garg gang. You want to be, wearing my clothing at the BART Hall show. And then you can take that same clothing and show up at the Pacific Coast Sport Fishing Show and you're still going to get more free stuff. I have so many sponsors that are going to be supplying all kinds of stuff. And Kelly Girl and I are cleaning out our tackle closet. We're going to be bringing lures and line and hooks and just a plethora of things to give away at the Pacific Coast Sport Fishing Show from our booth. So make sure you get some of my swag and you want to be wearing it. If you guys are wearing it at the uh, seminar, it's going to make me feel really good inside. It's going to be incredible. So make sure that you don't miss that on the 27th and 28th. It's going to be super fun. I promise you I'll entertain you. You'll have a good time. Even your mother's sister's aunt's cousins, going to have a good time if she shows up. So gang, without any further ado, let's bring in the man, the myth, the legend, Amir. K. welcome to the show, my friend. Welcome to the show. Wow. Look at that. What's happening, Captain Dave
2: Hanson, ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, the infamous Captain Dave Hanson. Excited to be with you, bro. This is very cool, man. Very cool. Been listening to you for years, been a fan of yours for a while now. Cool to be on here with you, brother.
1: Oh my gosh. I'm so happy to have you. I'm like geeking out right now. You're like a superstar. Kelly and I watch you all the time on YouTube. It's kind of our thing at night. We get in bed and we turn on a mirror because she loves your hair.
2: That's awesome, dude. Whatever whatever gets you guys going, you know? Thank you, man. (laughs) I'm here for it, brother. No, this is cool. I'm just as excited to be on your show, man. I know you got a lot of fans. You got the whole fishing community. It's got your back and it's just cool. You're like uh, fisherman Joe Rogan right here, dude.
0: <laughs> oh, I wish, <laughs>
1: I wish, but yeah, I'm, we're doing okay because we have re- bringing some special guests like you. But I am super excited to have you on here. I'm I'm really excited to get to know about you and where you how you got into this whole fishing thing, the comedy thing, because you come from a land far, far away that most of us have only heard about on CNN or. So why yes, don't we get it
2: in the movies, man? Yeah,
1: Yeah, exactly. Let's get into that
2: for a minute. All right. Yeah. So I'm from Iran, man. Um, yeah, very proud of that. Very proud of my heritage, even though the country's kind of gone garbage uh with the government and all that. Don't want to get into all this, but yeah, we fled because of the Iran-Iraq war. So my family came when I was five years old, you know, there's that with a war going on, and it was just just got too crazy, man. And uh we took off and come here, which I'm so fortunate to be in this beautiful country and got so much opportunity and get to do what i do which is stand-up comedy man we can't you know they don't have freedoms like this over there so i trip out all the time thinking like what the hell would i be doing if i still lived in iran so i feel more fortunate than 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 anyone you know and take full advantage of the opportunities that i got just from being here so yeah we came when i was five and moved to southern california you know and uh just got going, man. Just, you know, just now I feel like just as American as anybody. I feel like a Cali boy, you know, a real Cali boy, Dave Hanson, you know, and, uh, and that's it, man. And, you know, we got the coast here. We have so many different lakes and stuff like that. So I started fishing
0: at an early age,
2: like just the local lakes. We were, we kind of didn't have too much money. So, you know, we weren't able to go like saltwater fishing all that often. Um, but, you know, started in like the local ponds and lakes and whatnot, just fishing for largemouth and trout fishing, if we could, um, scrounge up enough little coin to go, you know, to the local lakes Santa Ana river lakes and whatever it was down there and fish like trout. So that's how I kind of got the start, um, in fishing.
1: And how, like, old, how old were you when you got to go fishing the first time? Cause I I've listened to your story and when you got here, you didn't even know the language. So it had to be really gnarly in the beginning, right? Yeah. I have a,
2: I have a joke, man. Like I said, I moved to Iran straight from iran to southern california five years old no english i didn't speak no english so i learned how to speak english by mimicking the kids in my neighborhood i'd watch them talk. i had a mexican accent for the first three years <laughs> you know that like, come on Mom, let's go to the park boo. you know i had like a full-on accent because i was around a lot of different races and that's why my act if you ever watch my stand-up it's all about different races and different ethnicities because that's kind of how i grew up you know uh inland Orange County, like City Orange, Santa Ana border. I don't know if you're familiar with the area.
0: Oh a lot yeah of ethnic
2: a lot of ethnic diversity. We got a lot of Vietnamese, a lot of Mexican, a lot of you know, so it was cool. I got a little bit of taste of everything, you know. And then when I got a little older, moved toward the beaches, you know, like lived in Huntington Beach for a while, lived in Costa Mesa, Newport and 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 that. So that's pretty much my story, man. Starting out.
1: Who invited you to go fishing? Do you remember the first time you went? It, it was uh, i i have a i had like a, a a dude
2: i call like in the persian community we call like a, you know close family or our close friends you call him like a cousin so i had and he, he's in the fishing community now and and we kind of like lost touch but um ben denati i don't know if you're familiar with him. he owns lowdown customs it's like a it's like a bass rod uh company he makes like bass rods pretty big in the bass fishing community like green bass and um he we were all just like little rugrats i used to skateboard with him and then he got into fishing so then we went fishing together so we would go and i would like i was like the young youngest of the group and so he kind of took me fishing for the first few times to like uh, eisenhower park was the lake that we would or the little park that we'd go to and we'd fish like bass and carp and stuff out of there so yeah there's his website there that's ben's website um he's a he's a great fisherman like i said i we kind of lost touch uh, over the last few years but the guy kills it man and the, and the rods are incredible um and he was wrapping rods back in the day so he was the one that kind of got me into it uh as far as fresh water goes and then like then when i was a little older we'd go to texas and i had an uncle in texas in houston who would take me to like galveston and we'd fish off the pier there so that i kind of got the saltwater taste over there and we'd fish for like speckled trout and like sand trout and whatever you know we could drum up from from the pier there so that was kind of cool and then we'd go home and have a fish fry with that stuff so that was kind of like how i got hooked on fishing
1: and it is such a great way to spend your time off right when you get off that stage and you get to go out Dude. and go fishing right afterwards you're living two passions at the same time right
2: brother there's no i feel so for you don't even know how lucky i feel like not only is my was my initial job like not even a job i don't even know how the hell they pay me to do to talk crap to people. You know, I go on stage and just talk shit. It's like, it's incredible. And I get paid a big check at the end of the weekend for just, you know, doing something making people laugh, making people have a good time. And it's like, no matter where they're at in their life, like they come to for that one hour, they forget everything and we just have a good time. And that's like, that there's nothing better. Every city I go to, like, you know, they're just happy to see you. There's nothing like that. Like nothing more fulfilling than doing something you absolutely love. That's why i like i get a kick out of you man you're so funny you're doing something you're absolutely passionate about and it shows you know you're out there in cabo living you got a freaking monkey behind you dude <laughs> like go on, bro like that was like my childhood dream was to have a squirrel monkey and move to australia or something like that but you know you're actually doing it you're like a living version of my childhood dream dude you got a, a monkey cage behind you brother and that's He's pretty right cool. There. I know Marley's cool, man. I'm going to hire him to open for me if, if, you're not, <laughs> if you're not
1: careful, brother. Oh, my gosh. He would love that. He'd love to go on tour with you just so he could play with your hair.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know. Really, I'm going to have to just cut off a lock and send it to you, brother.
1: Yeah, for Kelly to have a souvenir. Look that at was,
2: Dave with a big old bull. Look at Dave Hanson right there with a the big old. Now, I know your sister's brother's cousin's uncle caught a bigger fish than that. I know that. But this is a that's a huge Dorado, bro. Where is that,
1: Cabo? Yeah, that was just right before, like, uh, I think it was Christmas Eve. We caught that Christmas
2: that's Eve, beautiful man. Look at that thing. Was that just trolling like uh, were you trolling feathers or what is this?
1: Yeah, well, we saw some frigate birds, they were working a little zone, and we kind of went over there and just trolled through there with some jet heads. And that we thought we when it ate the lure, we thought we had a marlin because the the hole that that thing made in the water, I was like, oh, shoot, we got a striper. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the striper started jumping and it was green. And I'm like, that is a big, <laughs> big drop. Whoa,
2: that's huge. What was that, like 60? Uh, 54. Oh, wow. Okay. Pretty damn nice close. Wow, Ten man! Close. Yeah, th- when we had that Dorado, what was it? Like two years ago, a year ago, now two years ago, now that Dorado yeah. year was so much fun, man. I mean, I can't tell you. I would go out, and by nine, I had limits at 9 a.m. And it was; they were just like two miles out. It was incredible, man. It was like some of the best fishing I've ever. Had. I felt like we were in Cabo. It felt like we were in
1: Mexico. You oh, know? it was. It was the best anybody'd ever seen. No one had ever saw a volume of Dorado like that. You didn't even have to find a kelp patty. You could just find a free swim in Dorado and just whale on them for hours. And
2: it- what a, what a, what a, what a good time! Well, so what is your, what's your theory on why they didn't come back this year? Was it just because the warm water didn't push up like it did the year before? Or what was well, what's your
1: we did a show a couple of weeks ago. We were talking that fish comes across from Hawaii. That fish comes across from Hawaii. It doesn't come up from Cabo. So you got to have the right current and stuff. But that why it didn't come back shit? It's never it had never been here before. So it was just a like a sweet little added bonus to the bitchiness of Southern California and all the great fishing that we have year round. So when that dorado showed up, it made everybody look like a great fisherman. I mean <laughs>
2: i know i was seeing people that i'd never seen at the docks just out there i mean there was bass boats i mean everybody had their if you had a rig with the motor on it you were out in the water dude it was like it was a, it was kind of a shit show for a minute
1: that <laughs> do, a trigger I like, I, do i like fat in that picture look at that little gut i like it brother
2: Clean <laughs> I living that's right dude the push out method make that thing look like a monster i like that
1: yep little was, trigger fish out there fishing off a of cabo we were waiting f- That was the start of the Bisbee's and I parked right in the middle of the starting line. It was pretty wild.
2: That's amazing, man. I got to come visit you out in Cabo, bro. I bet I've I've been lucky enough to go fish out there. I think January, like last couple of years, I've been out there. And the, the, oh, I know that. That's the Tesoro Hotel. Go back.
1: Yes, it is.
2: Oh, I know that one. Very fisherman friendly. I like that hotel.
1: Yeah, that's that's right.
2: Beautiful view.
1: I tell all of my friends when they come down here, to stay at the Tesora, They just redid all the rooms. The beds are spectacular. Look at that view. That's what you wake up to every morning. Oh, I
2: love that. I I love that view. I knew right away when you posted that picture, that's the Tesora Hotel. And they're very, yeah, very cool. They get it. They let me keep my, like, you know, my fish in the freezer there at their hotel. Exactly. They're good people.
1: And that was my buddy Mike Lewis, who's like one of my best buds now. And he just started following me back during the pandemic and watching my live podcast. I did you know what's really weird, Amir? I do five live podcasts a week.
2: That's I that's a lot, man. How do you keep that up? You just constantly up there? You doing three math and a half with, years. Are you and Marley?
1: Are you and Marley doing math back there? What's going on? <laughs> how do you how do you keep it going? I think it's residue from 35 years ago when I got sober. I think it's just all that residue still hanging out. I shake my head every once in a while. I'm, oh, get a kick. Flashback. Back. <laughs> Flashback.
2: Yeah, yeah, buddy. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, man. Like I said, like when, you know, when the pandemic hit, like to get back to your question about how I got into uh, to fishing again, like I hadn't fished for years. And then the pandemic hits, and you know, I had nothing to do, man. Gigs got canceled, everything, you know, like my whole tour calendar was gone. So I said, let me go do something, you know, like get back and live in the world. Cause we were all depressed, man. The comics were all like, what are we, what are we gonna do? And I don't have any other skills, really. <laughs> you know, after all these years of doing stand up, like I can't just like go and get a job somewhere, you know? <laughs> and they told us, like, you know, we don't need you clowns anymore. We were like the first people that were like, you're unessential. We're <laughs> like, okay, we can't do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, we, yeah. We were trying to do Zoom shows online and they were horrible. It was just absolute, like, like garbage on a, on a, you know, you're trying to tell jokes to people through a camera and then it was just so disconnected. So then uh, my brother lives in Long Beach. He's over there in Spinnaker Bay. I don't know if you know that area.
1: Oh, very well.
2: Yeah, Spinnaker Bay, they, they, you know, they have a little place on the water. So we were like, I would go there all the time and hang out with him and we were just, uh, uh, he had a little kayak. So I jumped in the kayak and I started fishing for spotties. I'd got like a little, you know, light rod and, um, I I would throw plastics like three you know, three inch plastics for these spotties. And I was just having such a good time and just reminded me of being a kid again. And then I was cruising with the little kayak. And I saw that this guy had like this, this beautiful little whaler, like 16 foot dauntless. Right. He had, he had it up for sale. And I was like, man, I want, I kind of want to get out and do some, you know, Some more fishing out out of the harbor maybe outside the break wall and so i picked this thing up uh got this little whaler and dude i started fishing like crazy and that's when i really got into it like you know and i just went out and like you said like being out in the water there you want to talk about meditative and something that's like so good for your soul and so good for this like you know i live in la bro it's like you go out in hollywood boulevard it's like you know zombie apocalypse you know what i mean so like the energy that i'm around all the time just living here to get out on the water and just be out in a flat calm day in the middle of the channel it's like that's heaven to me you know and then you get to the island hit a uh, you know like hit the kelp and fish for calicos all day that's like you know that's better than crack for me you know
1: so i really
2: fell in love with it man i fell in love with it again
1: yeah and it's super important for people to hear the message that we're talking about because they're on a mission in the united states of america to stop us from fishing and especially in california we talk about it all the time i got a cool little video that i think i accidentally erased of my good friend frank Lepresti. i know you're looking for it right now ellie and i don't know where i did with it i lost it the other day if it's around maybe we can play it but it's important for people to understand when we were in the middle of the pandemic and you were super depressed, what got you out of that funk? was going down dude there? Fishing, 100%. And I, I hear you guys talking about all the time because, you know, I, I became like a
2: nerd with the shows and like, you know, listening to you all the time, listening to Phil Friedman. I love his show, you know, like all the different shows like uh, Let's Talk Hookup. You're on there all the time, you know, giving your fish reports. And, and like, dude, I got hooked again. Frank is always on there, you know, and you guys talking about what they're trying to do. It's kind of sad, man, because they don't realize. Like how if you're a real fisherman, how much you really uh, like care about the conservation and we we care more you know what I mean like when we're out there, you're not being a jerk in 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 killing the you know the the resource that we use to you know harvest fish and stuff like that. If anything, we're the ones like taking care of everything out there, right
0: oh, and being absolutely. so respectful
2: and everything to mother nature. it's just like all these people with these regulations that they're putting up. I know you guys got to deal with them and these like the charter fishermen and then the sport boats. Like I can't imagine what they're dealing with. You know, I get yeah. to do it as a hobby, but they're like, that's their li-
1: livelihood. Yeah, let's you know? show this video real quick about from Frank, we're both talking about. Let's show that for a second. We'll get back. Oh, there is a concern that some today would like to see no fishing whatsoever anywhere in the United States, especially in California. That is, we we were told that 10 years ago at meetings that our goal is to see
0: fishing abolished. I pray to God it doesn't happen.
1: Yeah, gang, it's it's just absolutely amazing when I'm talking about this on the show and I try to touch on the point every day on my podcast because Amir just told you all, it kind of got him out of that depression mode because when that the pandemic happened and there was nothing for Amir to do there was nothing for me to do i didn't have anything to do and i don't know if you know but i got kind of add and i like to do stuff we weren't even allowed to leave the harbor down here amir Or if kelly girl and i got caught at the beach we were gonna yeah. have clean the hospitals i didn't know what to do so i started doing this podcast because right. i wanted to talk about fishing it's so important to have this fishing thing in our lives i mean Look at, when you're off, when you have time off, where do you do? You jump on your whaler and you go fishing? I, I,
2: I get, as soon as I can, man, I'm on the water. That's like, that's it. The point where it was like almost too much, you know, I was like getting so carried away with fishing that I kind of like let, you know, comedy fall by the wayside for a second. Cause I was so hooked, you know what I mean? But it's so fun, man. Like any chance. And now like when I go, let's say I was in Florida, you know, I'll jump on some, you know, I'll, I'll hit up the local charter captains in the area and see if I could jump on a boat with them and see what's up. And it's so much fun because the community is so cool. And you have, when you like fishing, like you're, you're the people that are on right now, all the people commenting and stuff, I could talk like I could talk about comedy and I could talk about fishing for hours, you know? And it's like you could just go and go and go. And that's like just being on a sport boat, talking fishing with somebody and just having the same passion. There's nothing like it, you know? And that's what I love. Like even when I go, like I said, like if I'm in Florida or for like uh, I was telling you before we came on here, Uh, i've been touring with theo vaughn i'm sure like your listeners know who theo is theo's enormous and just have been a great friend of mine for about 15 years and to see him blow up and do what he's doing is just absolutely incredible and to be fortunate enough to go out with him to these arena shows is very cool too and i'm trying to get him more into fishing oh yeah that's that's us in new orleans there that's where theo's from those those (laughs) and doogie hilarious um anyway Dude, to go and do the shows with him and I'm trying to get him into fishing because he has a lot of mental stuff going on, you know. He he's he's in his head all the time. And I'm I'm always talking to him about, hey, anytime you come to LA because he lives in Nashville now, but anytime he's out here, I've been trying to get him on the boat. And I just know that if I get Theo on the boat, like, dude, it's gonna change his life. Like it'll it'll literally get him in a headspace of like he'll wanna do it all the time. You know? So I just know what it can do to people, even like when you guys do the Warriors on, on on the water. Right. You, 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 do you do
1: that, right, Dave? Yeah. War heroes on water with war
2: heroes. Yeah. War heroes on water. That thing, like just for these dudes that have like maybe PTSD or had such, you know, traumatic experiences overseas, just that feeling and the endorphins that kick off when you go fishing, I think is just so key. You know what I mean? Like to, to, to help in someone's healing or their mental state, you know?
1: Oh, it would be insane if you were to come out and do, do that give away a little bit of your time and energy. The the war heroes would really love it. We're going to do it here in September again, and I'll send you the dates. And if you could make that, oh my gosh, it's so fun to hang out with the, the war heroes and, and get to hear their story and everything. And they think that they think that we're given so much and they're getting out of it. I get way more out of it than yeah. they did. I walk away there. It takes me a week just to decompress from all that. It's just the most spectacular thing because Let's be honest. To live the life I live, I didn't do anything. I just showed up. Right. I just showed no, up. No man, I, I oh, there's
2: to be on the kayak. That's hilarious. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, Jay Moore. I don't know if you know Jay Moore. Oh yeah, very well. That's him. Yeah, we. He, so he had a place in Malibu. We so we'd kayak fish like calicos just right in front of his house.
0: Yeah, no this is idea. like my.
2: This is pretty much my start right there. Just cruising through the harbor, catching spotties with my flofers on, dude. <laughs> yeah so the, that's that oh this is my boy right here this dude roger this guy showed me pretty much like a lot of the stuff that i learned about he's like three boats over on my finger and my on, on the slips down uh in cabrillo and um he walked up and he was like hey man you're that comedian and then we just became friends like he had seen me at a show or something and then he runs a charter called Rod Jack sport fishing and so this dude roger kind of showed me everything about you know that you see right there fishing reds and
1: rocked fish
2: and kind of showed me a lot of the tricks of the trade, which was really cool.
1: Well, now that we're showing all that, I want to show you something because you have your whaler. You also go out with Roger. I want to show you a bag that'll just blow your mind. This kill bag from deckhand sports. You're going to be blown away when you see what Dave and the Dude, guy. Dude, Roger,
2: Roger uses those on his boat. Roger uses Watch- deckhand uh, kill bags. Watch
1: this, gang. Check this out. So that is so cool that you already are aware of the bag, the tie downs, everything about the bag, the it's shape. It's a great
2: bag. It's a great bag.
1: Yeah, the way he has the ribs in there that holds the bag mm. open and keeps the fish out of the slimy water. It's just such a phenomenal product. It's just a bitching bag. I've never seen nothing like it before.
2: Yeah, Roger got a lot of the guys on those bags, man. Like, uh, there's a couple guys that like run charters out of where I'm at, and yep,
1: this bag they use. Well, that is so cool that he's already aware of it, Dave. I know Dave from Deccan Sports is watching the show right now. He never misses a Friday. And then he was super excited that you were gonna be on the show. The community yeah. knows who you are, man. You are so funny. We just I appreciate that, bro. We love watching you. It's like I said before we started. It's it's really an honor for me to have you on my podcast. This is so cool, and you're so indeficient. So when you were doing that Dorado thing and you were catching those Dorado, were you turning on some of your uh, comedian buddies to the Dorado thing or were you just being selfish and just catching mm-hmm. them? Yourself? Well, it's hard. It's hard
2: because like, you know, sometimes, you know, with having a, like a skiff the size of mine, it's hard to take someone out that's not like hardcore fishermen. Cause I've taken buddies and it, they kind of sometimes, you know, if they're not like seasoned to it, cause that boat's so small, you can, you, you can get sick real easy, you know, if the swells up a little bit. And so I've taken some buddies out and they're like, I, I, the look on their face afterwards, you know, they're like, they're like, bro, we got to get on a bigger boat. I'm like, I know. So that's why, I, like my boy Roger, like I'll go, if, I, if it's somebody that I know I I can get hooked on it, I'll try to take them on one of the bigger boats that my buddies have, you know, um, and, and, and they enjoy the hell out of it. But it's like, you got to kind of be hardcore to go across the channel in a 16 foot whaler, you know. And then come oh, back yeah. in the afternoon when the swell's a little up you your back. You know, I'm 42, bro. My back is, like, breaking out there. So that's <laughs> why I'm actually selling the whaler. So if anybody's watching and they're looking for, like, a dialed in, I'm talking, like, 22-gallon bait tank on it, leaning post. Everything's cherry, like, brand-new turnkey. 16-foot um, whaler. I actually have it up for sale. If anybody's interested, hit me up on Instagram or wherever, and, and uh, I'll, I'll give you a little sea trial if you're really serious. Well, after
1: but, uh, that. I'm gonna get something bigger after the show, Amir. We'll put it up on our website on your song.com and the four thousand members can look at it because it is a bitching little boat. I see it on your Instagram. I see you out there cruising around with your hair flowing.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, brother, you know what's up. But yeah, outgrew it, you know, because I got so so like hardcore into fishing that I just wanted something with a little cabin, you know, that I could stay out of the weather a little bit, you know, when I'm going on these like longer runs and stuff, you know it does oh, yeah. get a little hairy sometimes <laughs> even though i you know feel safe on the boat it just sometimes you know when when it when the winds picked up and you know it's wind against
1: swell or something it's like little, little, it's a little 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 scratchy catchy. it's a good boat for fishing in the harbor that's right but um my good friend cubby He's talking just now. He's like, yeah, getting out on the water, it's good for the soul. It's good for your brain. It's just good for everything. And you got your buddy, Theo Vaughn. If you can get him in, then you could get into a big boat. He's doing pretty good this year. <laughs> oh, he's doing all right, bro.
2: You've got to see the shows that he's doing and what, what he's been clearing. I mean, it's pretty, pretty incredible. And to, to, to the crazy thing is just to see where he's come from, you know? It's like we would do bar shows with like eight people in there, you know? This is like 14 years ago and, and Theo would be in there, I'd be in there and like, he was always so funny. And then just to see him hone, hone what he does. And then, you know, his podcast just took off with the clips and stuff. And now to go and just see like people just love him so much, just because he's so, you know, like the way he is, he's just so he's an open book, you know, so vulnerable. And, you know, he, he's hilarious guys, like a savant, you know, comedy, like genius. And uh, it's funny. He had Sean Strickland on. I don't know if you're familiar with Sean Strickland, but he's like an MMA fighter. It's a world champ right now. And he goes, I don't know if you're a genius or, or like an idiot. Like I can't tell, you know, cause he's just so like all over the place, but.
0: Oh yeah. His
1: stories are incredible. How he comes out of just nowhere. And you're just like, and yeah, I watched that with the MMA fighter. And I, I was just like him and my wife, Kelly and I, we both watched the, just like we watched you. And we're like, Where did he come up with that out of nowhere? Just out of the
2: blue, bro. Some of the stuff he said. Oh, yeah, that's the one right there. Great interview. I mean, he's a great interviewer, too, because he just, like, he asks the unconventional questions, kind of throws people off guard. But, yeah, I love Theo. Just a great dude in general. But I want to get him into fishing, dude, because he's, like, he's gone a few times. Um, You know, there's a lot of, like, you know, freshwater stuff in Nashville. But i'm trying to get him to go when he comes out here because he's here frequently and and it just like hasn't lined up yet to where he, he can jump on a boat and come with me but if i get him i know he'll get he'll be hooked
1: you two should come to cabo and do a little show and then we'll go catch some rooster fish that would be fun, dude i haven't caught a rooster
2: ever every time i come out there i miss a rooster
1: well and that's I, know what they, I
2: they fight like crazy and
1: I, I that's on the bucket list i tell everybody when they come here they're like are the dorado bite or the tuna bite and i'm like yeah but you can catch that in long beach you know yeah, what true catch? is a rooster we're going a rooster fishing or even those jacks fight pretty hard too eh oh yeah you know that's you'll catch those while you're trying to catch a rooster but i think that rooster fish would go perfect with theo with the uh with the the, with the mullet yeah it <laughs> looks like just like a like a thiovon yeah. fish back there, trying. There it is. There's a nice rooster right there. See, it kind of looks a like a great Theo.
2: rooster. Yeah, I haven't caught one of those yet. Last trip, I was out. We we kind of set up on a reef and we're just yo yoing yellows up. Man, it was awesome fishing. That little grouper there.
1: Yeah, a little broomtail, little baby broomtail in the mangroves. I like to go up and fish Lopez Mateos. It's a five hour drive from here, but you're fishing in the mangroves. It's like fishing in a lake, but you're in the ocean, catching all kinds of badass fish. Oh, there's
2: the whaler right there, bro! Just bombing through the channel on a flat day.
1: Oh yeah, there you are. See the hair flowing? Look at That's you. That's right. That's <laughs> right, bro. So you got yeah, some? A- you got some shows coming up? Any stuff going on Long Beach area? Anywhere close to people can come see you? I do. You know, I have I have a
2: like a lot of the local stuff right now on my website. I got Ontario Improv coming up, uh, which is kind of Inland Empire. I got uh Oxnard coming up. I know you have fans there. You got a lot oh, of fans yeah. in Oxnard. Yeah, all those well, C- all those sea bass killers over there. Uh, you know they can come out to the show. It's uh, Oxnard is Levity Live. It's it's a comedy club owned by the Improv's, um, and that's that's in a strip mall in Oxnard. That's coming up too. I think on the 25th, and then I have uh, something in Bellflower, and then I'll, like I said, AmirComedy.com. I don't know if I mentioned that yet. That's my website, and you can go to that, and then I'll have all my dates up. Within the next month or so, I'll have a bunch of dates for 2024, and I'd love to see if you come up and you're a fisherman and you you. I'll talk fishing with you the, for an hour after the show if you want. Just come and if you have your saltwater, uh, your saltwater guide shirt on, I'll charge you an extra five bucks. <laughs> so if you have your saltwater guide, we'll, we can talk trash about Dave Hanson together.
1: There you go. Perfect. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Your sister's brother's aunt's cousin. Your sister, dude. I love when you do that. When you troll people, my favorite thing you do is when you troll people and you tell them the wrong, like when you talk about the yellow tail tunas and then people like, I'm shocked that people in the comments and you guys listening, you're so funny. Like you don't realize this man is trolling you. (laughs) He's literally going, this is a yellow tail tuna. And people are like, that's not, that's called a yellow. That's a yellow fin or whatever, you know, whatever post, or that one you do with your son, with all those tiny yellow
0: (laughs) 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 People get pissed
1: off. I love it, man. Oh, and I love it when they say, oh, you call yourself a guide. You don't even know the name of the fish. It's It's so funny, man. Winning
2: another. Winning. Yeah, exactly. No, you do it right, man. You kind of like, you know, you keep it light, you keep it fun. You're excited. You know, you're I learned a lot of stuff just watching your your things and you get a chuckle out of it too, you know? From like early on, I would watch a bunch of your clips on how to get rigging and stuff like that, you know? You got a ton of footage on that.
1: Oh, God, yes. Well, you know what, Amir? I was throwing up videos for years, but I didn't know what I was doing. And then I met this young man, Elliot Andrews. And then all of a sudden, in three years, I had. when I met him, I had 2,000 followers in three years. Three years I've gone from 2,000 followers to 600,000 followers it's absolutely amazing
2: that's incredible Elliot good on you bud good on you I bet it's the accent that helps you know (laughs) these people going because uh I'll tell you right now man if you don't exist online and the comedy game has changed that way too like I I didn't post my clips for years and I and I got myself a social media guy and we went from like 36,000 to like 220,000 on Instagram in nine months so like that those that content and stuff you put out is so crucial um to your fan base and to actually getting your message out there man it's like we have the benefit of having the internet so why why not use it like if you don't change with the times you're just gonna get passed up you know oh, yeah. i'm sure it's fr- I'm sure it's frustrating for you I know for a lot of the old school fishermen it's frustrating when like these young guys that just have these like you know they've been fishing for like five years but they post their stuff oh that's the picture right there this is yes. my
1: favorite.
0: There it is. The That's yellow right, tail the mo-
2: tuna. The most
1: commented uh post you probably have, I bet. Oh yeah. That, whenever me and Elliot need a little kick in our social media, we'll throw that one up. And oh boy. tuna. I love all it. All of really a sudden me. they just come out of nowhere, boy. They That's want- funny. Let me ask you something, and I wanted to ask you this. I had a
2: couple questions I want to ask you. In the fishing community, and you could you could deflect if you want but I kind of want something juicy, man. Is there in all the years that you've been fishing and I know your dad's a legend, man, your dad was a legend, you know? And, um, is there beefs that you have? And if you don't want to talk about it, that's fine, bro. But I want these listeners to get some juicy gossip. Is there any beefs you have with certain individuals in the fishing community that you just can't stand or you, you know, stay away from or like that just, you know, oil and oil and water type of situations with some of these guys?
1: Well, I mean,
2: the fishing community has got some characters as we know.
1: Well, there's, there are some people that have, I, I personally don't dislike anybody and I try to help the whole industry. That's my kind of my thing. That's my genre. People didn't quite understand what I was doing when I was doing what I was doing 30 years ago before the internet, all that stuff. I was making spot videos and teaching people how to fish on their private boats. Then some of the guys that didn't quite get it, they started that, that Dave Hanson hate club and, and they're, they're generally hate me because they've never met me. They've never sat down with me. They don't know what I'm doing, but the industry, the deep part of the industry, they get it, Amir. And they're like, I've had the bait companies call me before go, Dave, are you going to make your report today? We need to sell bait tomorrow. Dave. The yeah, coffee yeah, yeah. shops, the tackle stores. That's why I'm sponsored by so many different companies because the industry understands that it's all about going fishing. And right. when I started to teach, see that, let's go back into the seventies. When I first started in the industry, if you got caught doing what Dave Hansen does, if you got caught sharing with, mm-hmm. with Amir or Theo. Yeah, it would be, it would be, they'd cut your head off. Right? Oh my gosh. We were out Get out. Do you told them what we were doing? Don't tell yeah. anybody. Don't yeah. let anybody in the secret. And then we used to call the private boaters, booger eaters. And, and it'd be like the booger eaters are following us around the all day. fleas, and, Right. The fleas. Well, back in those days we called them pots and it doesn't make sense. It's hard to wrap your head around. I call them booger eaters now, but I had an a epiphany. If you want, I was sitting at my house thinking, what can I do different than everybody else out there? And I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start teaching these private boaters what we do. And it had never been done before. And so the industry got pissed. I made a series of videos in 1991 with Danny Jackson and Joe Barians. And we went and we shot the whole California coast and we broke it up into a library and sold all the spots on uh, VHS tapes. I don't know if you're even old enough to know it. No, are. I no
2: I know what VHS tapes are, but now this this is uh this was I guess Mark Wish did the book of the local stuff and people got pissed at him for the same thing,
1: right? Yeah, me and Mark Wish owned the hate in Southern California. We were sharing it. We both had about the same amount. <laughs> Mark Wish's books phenomenal. It's got a bunch of numbers on it, but then I took it to the next level and I made Videos that taught you exactly how to fish each and every individual spot. And oh, baby, they were People pissed. pissed uh. oh. But it's
2: like nowadays, you know, it's like, okay, that was, I guess, the early days you probably caught a lot of flack. But now with all these apps and like, you know, you got like Navionics that's showing you the bottom, dude. It's like, not, you know what I'm saying? Like anybody that has like half a brain with a little bit of knowledge and maybe like following, you know, account like yours or something can. Figure kind of it out, right? And that's probably helped the sport boats in a way that, like, not so many private boaters are up their butt, you know, because they're finding their own spots and fishing their own reefs that they found on, let's say, an avionics or like a spot that you've given up, right?
1: Yeah. Like, when I, you hear me on Let's Talk Hookup every Sunday morning on Pete Gray's show, Let's Talk Hookup on a AM radio, and also on the app, Let's Talk Hookup. And I always tell everybody, stop fishing for boats. Start fishing for fish. And that's the thing about it. Navionics is a phenomenal tool if you understand current and depths and all that stuff. But if you don't understand it, Navionics is just a thing that's showing you where the rock is. But if you don't know what to do when you get there.
2: Like where to set up and all that stuff. That's the info that they need to get. So that's what what happens.
1: And I'm so happy you brought this up, which we didn't even rehearse this, but on my website, I have 580 videos and I break down every spot and I teach you how to fish each and every spot, what side of the rock to anchor on, uphill current, downhill current, all that crazy stuff that no one ever thinks about. And I also tell you what is the best fish to catch on that spot. There's spots where you can catch white sea bass or spots where you can catch yellows, calicos, sand bass, rockfish. It all matters. Every single thing matters, Amir. And the hardest thing for the industry back in the day was to wrap their head around someone sharing our inner information. Now, a lot of the guys that were saying they wanted to basically end my life and not have me on the planet anymore. Now they're making videos and now they're doing the same thing. Well, you're just like the cutting edge of the thing and they probably got pissed because you were doing it first. I think that's
2: a... And also, I think, Yeah. When people are like that, we're like, Hey man, don't give up. I get it, man. Like, you know, it's a living for a lot of people, but also it's like, this knowledge is also out there and it's like, you know, and you just capitalized on it. You were able to, um, you know, like give the knowledge out to people also get a ton more people hooked on. Like you're one of the first guys I saw when I was getting back into fishing, you know, like yours, your videos are the first ones to come up. So then naturally I just follow your info and I got a lot of great info out of it. So I'm never going to hate on you. You know, I don't care what somebody says if, 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 they, if they were like, oh, yeah, man, he's giving up whatever. I don't care because from what I know, you did help me. And I think you helped a lot of people. That's why there's a lot of listeners. That's why you have so many different followers. And it's all over, like you said, right? It's not just Southern California because this fishing applies like the tactics and everything that you're talking about. They apply to everything. I mean, you could you know, fish structure that way in freshwater or you can fish that way probably. And when I go to Australia, I'll probably be using the same principles I learned here over there.
1: Right. Oh, absolutely. And people in Australia are watching our videos. Me and Elliot or Elliot and I, excuse me, for those of you English majors, Elliot and I, <laughs> we kind of track where all the views are coming from. We got views all over the world. It's incredible because we have, we put out so many videos, Amir, we put out three brand new videos every day. It's yeah, just, I know.
2: Yeah, I you don't know do, how the hell you do it. I don't know how you put I mean even me putting up like one post a week of stand up is like you know it's that's stressful. And I got my social media and you're doing like 20 videos a day. You're I don't know where the hell you're at. I don't know if you're in Long Beach or you're in Cabo. You you know you got lobster traps coming up full, you know.
1: That <laughs> I'm looking that,
2: forward to the tr- hoop netting with you brother. We're going Yeah, that
1: that whole thing's brand new. We started that live hoop netting on on Facebook live. And it's incredible. The amount of views we're getting, we're getting 10 to 20,000 viewed minutes a night. It's insane. That's yeah, crazy. But we're it's turning. It's so
2: funny. Like people don't understand It's like, you know, these like kids now will watch other kids play video games instead of play it themselves. But we're kind of sick like that too. Like a fi- I'll watch, I'll sit on my couch and watch a four hour video on some guy fishing yellowtail at S, you know, like uh Clemente. You know and i'm sitting there what the hell am i doing i'm watching you know but that's just we're sick like that right so i'm sure you get a lot of viewers watching your you know live hoop netting videos or live you know whatever it is you're doing right
0: yeah
1: well like elliot tells me all the time we're an entertainment channel now people are waiting every day for the eight o'clock video the two o'clock video and the six o'clock video and then the podcast so we have stuff going all the time like. And I'm so happy that you brought this up because we didn't rehearse any of this, gang. This is flying by the seat of my pants the way I've always done it. I got a live show tonight with Justin Botrell, one of my guides up there in Long Beach. He's going out on a private boat tonight because right before the New Year's, we were selling gift certificates for $500 to go have one of my guides come with you on your boat. He's going on his first guide trip of the year tonight showing a new client how to fish lobsters and he's going to be live the whole time it's going to be incredible because you're going to we've all seen him do it on his boat but now we're going to get to see him go out on like Amir's boat and then gang there's people on here right now going hey Dave you should have Amir on the stage with you well gang before we went live me and Amir were talking and there's a good chance at the Bard Hall show. He's gonna be on stage with me on Sunday, but we don't know for sure. He's got a huge schedule. He's got a lot of stuff going on, but if he does pull that off, then we're gonna take this poop show to the next level. <laughs> and we're gonna go hoop netting together that night, which will be the funniest flipping thing you've ever That'll seen. That'll
2: be fun. And we'll go live up there, Bubba.
1: Yeah, we'll go oh, live absolutely. up there,
2: Bubba. No, that's so cool. Those guide, the guide trips that go live, um, that that the info that you get just from watching that you know i mean it's just like it, it's like he was on your boat you know what i mean so that's what's cool about that i think you know i will tune into something like that and watch cuz you know we all think we know what we're and that's what's funny about fishing is everybody thinks their way is the way right cuz i fish with like a bunch of different people and you know like people can get crazy about their rigs or whatever however they fish something and and like you make fun of it on your channel which i like you know you go i know your brother sister cousin's uncle's brother that shit, it's so funny to me. And 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 it's so true because everybody thinks like their way is the only way. And it's not, you know, you can you can catch fish multitude of different ways. Or like the, the you know the artificial guys that'll make fun of the live bait guys and it's just such an interesting community to me, man. You know? It's like there's there's so, so much to it.
1: So yeah, much to well, it. So much cool stuff going on all the time on the boat that now that we're doing these live shows, Amir, people are getting to see that have never got to go before. They're getting to go, oh, well, wait a minute. It's not a slaughtering of fish. They're not going out there and just randomly just kill, kill, kill. They're actually respecting the resource. You get to watch us measure everything and you get to watch us put the stuff back gently so that it lives. But yeah, at the end of the day, we want to eat fresh seafood
2: absolutely it's the best uh, that i mean that's that's one of my favorite things to do is just go harvest a fish. And i've been doing this thing i don't know what your take on it is but i i think it's a game changer i've been doing this Ikojima thing you know where you run the wire and all that stuff and i think because i don't go out and you know kill like a thousand fish i'm not you know you know i don't do that i just go whatever i'm going to eat or whatever i'm going to give to like friends or whatever that's what i'm keeping and i take care of that like even a bonita like to be honest with you that's one of my favorite fish to eat. I'm not kidding. Cause sometimes we'll go out, you know, and I'm, I'm just catching calicos and Bonita and the yellows aren't biting that day or whatever. So I'll take a couple Bonita home. I run the spike, them run the wire, bleed them. That meat is so good I put them on ice. When it firms up, you get a day or two to eat it. Sure. <laughs> but it's probably one of my favorite sashimis to do, you know? So it's like, I think if you take care of your stuff and you, you're respectful of the resource. I think that's the way to go, you know, and I think most fishermen are. so I think if, when the the bigger community realizes that all these haters that like don't want us to fish and they don't want people going out there like, you know because they, they, they put these like bullshit documentaries out you know about like, oh, you guys are overfishing, and that's why every time I post a picture, because you know I have followers that are not fishermen, obviously, you know they're comedy fans, and it's always and I hate to say it, but it's always chicks, you know it's always like some pretty girl. It's always some hot chick that's like, leave that fish alone. And it's like a picture because, you know, we get excited. We caught a good catch or whatever. And so I'll post something. I'll be like, leave it alone. Put it back in the water. You're killing it. What are you doing? And it's the same exact girl that's like, all right, girls, let's go to sushi. Like, you know, they don't even realize. Like, how the hell do you think that sushi got on your plate, lady? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, how do you think it got there? And I'm going catching it with a hook and line. You know, I'm not freaking going out and wrapping you know, 10,000. Tons of tuna, you know. I'm going to get one, and my back hurts, lady. My back hurts because I fought this freaking thing for three hours. You know, which brings me to your my next point. And one thing that I know you don't like is catching huge fish. Who the hell wants to catch a 500 pound yellow uh, t- uh, bluefin every day? I hate it, dude. I'll stick to 20, 30 pound yellows all day. I caught a 42 pound yellow. That's my personal best at SBI, and that thing broke my effing back on a 10 foot rod because my asshole buddy <laughs> was bitching a 10 foot rod so my back was broken the rest of the week <laughs> but that's like i don't like to catch the big fish i like to catch the little fish and you know
1: yeah i'm the same way i like to catch a whole bunch of fish i'm not into catching a fish that i'm gonna hurt for a week afterwards that's just not my deal i know that a lot of people are into that but one of my one of my good followers Uh, Nicholas Pratt, he just asked a question. I don't know if you saw it. What's your very most favorite fish to fish for, Amir?
2: My favorite, I I would say yellowtail. I'd say yellow, just the way they fight and just like the excitement of like that first initial run, you know, when they're like, bro, and they just take off. And I mean, there's nothing better than that feeling. Like jig fishing a yellowtail, to me, it's probably, I think the most exciting and most fun fish. I mean, yeah, if that's not there and there's barracuda around you, I'll throw a jig at barracuda and do that all day but I just liked pulling on a fish, you know, I like that feeling and um, that I even like, like right now when the, like, you know, times are slow or whatever. Like I know like the local reefs are loaded, you know, with stuff and maybe, yeah, you can't keep the sheep head, but I'll go out with super light gear and fish sheep head, you know, and I'm not keeping them, but I just like pulling on the fish, you know, i will just catching and release and then maybe, you know, catch a couple sculpin or whatever, or like some bass and take that home and cook it. But as far as my favorite fish, probably yellowtail.
0: Okay. I'd say.
1: All right. I like catching the, or hooking the yellowtail on the surface iron and then handing you the rod right away. I have, there no you idea. go. I just like to hook them, but yeah, that's like, stopping on that,
2: that when that jig stops, bro, or even yo-yoing like, like, uh, you know, that method is cool too. You're just like coming up and bam, that thing hits it. It's just like nothing better than that feeling, you know, when you're on.
1: Yeah. I just did a show, a show with Michael Folks inside sport fishing. And I talk about the most important part for me of this whole thing is the bite. I love yeah. the, nothing's better, right? Amir, you're everything. Oh no,
2: man, that feeling in your heart's pumping. And you're like, what is it? And then like the ocean is so cool because you never know what the hell it is, you know? Which is like, you know, like I was, where was when I was in Cabo, I was, uh, yeah, we were on the spot and we were just like killing the yellowtail, dude. Yo-yoing just every every cast, you know, just like the current was perfect. We were set up just right. And then everything was getting bit. Anything heavy you threw down there was getting bit. And then uh, it was like my last cast and I'm like, Bro, I I hook up. I'm like, what the hell is this? And it's like, it just felt like a hundred pound yellowtail, you know. And then I bring and I get it up, and it's like an eighty pound black, you know. It's like an eighty pound <laughs> guy. And I'm like, what the hell, dude? And then they're yelling, grouper, grouper. You know, the, the next thing do is that grouper, it's a grouper. Yeah. Like, no, it's a black sea bass. But I didn't know because I I didn't know the the rules. Like, it's legal there, right? Where oh, you're? Oh talking. yeah. So I didn't know. And the guy was like, bring it. I'm like, no, we can't. He was like, no, no, bring it. And I'm like, oh. and so like we brought it and gave it to everybody, man. It was pretty cool. But I don't know. Like, I know some people like maybe don't like that. But, you know, when you're in Rome, it was pretty exciting.
1: You're never going to please everybody. I mean, you know yeah. That. So I don't know. Yeah. I didn't even know. Like,
2: cause, cause, and then they kept calling it a grouper. But I was like, is, is that something they do
1: or? They call them everything that comes off the bottom is a grouper. Oh,
2: okay. Okay. I didn't get it. I was like, what the hell are they talking about? This is a black sea bass. Like, I, you know, and I didn't know what the rules were. So they were like, no, no, it's okay. I was like telling the guy that we had to throw it back. And he's like, insisted we don't. I was like, all right. Okay. So we got
1: about 10 minutes. We haven't even talked about what you do for a living. So let's talk about that. Oh, that's boring, man. Okay. I want to talk, talk fishing, man. That's why I came on here. Captain okay. I don't want to talk about common and no more. Unless you got a specific thing you want to talk about, no one of our one of our followers, Arch, was saying he thought he he may have seen you. You look familiar. He may have seen you. Has he been to prison? Has he been to prison, (laughs) Captain Dave? Maybe he saw
2: me over there, Block D player. (laughs) Where you saw me at? All right. So what did he say? He said he saw me somewhere at the improv. Oh yeah, man. I've been doing comedy almost fifteen years, brother. So like locally i've done a billion shows i've probably done like you know five thousand sets so um i love stand up it's my it's my in my blood and uh i i love fishing probably second best you know so those two things man but if, if yeah if there's anybody that comes out and like honestly t- talk to me fishing I'll, I'll sit and talk your ear off for you know hours that was a little tuna. That's the size of bluefin I like right there.
1: Yeah, it's perfect size. Right
2: there, bro. I think I caught that on like a kimono, like a like a was it like a three hundred or four hundred or something.
1: Oh yeah, that's the right choice to say too. The kimono. we gotta we gotta stand behind our uh, kuma. Is that your? Oh, dude, Dave won't hook me up
2: though. I was asking him to get me a little sponsorship going, and he was not into it. It's Dave, right?
1: Dave Brown. Yeah.
2: Well, Dave. Yeah, Dave. Kind of gave me the cold shoulder it was at a show i was like hey man i'm really into fishing i'd love to like fish some more gear because i have all this like shimano gear you know and i love that but i I really got into the like that kimono was my favorite reel you know for everything
1: i don't don't even know what that other product you were talking about i don't even know
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 no i get it bro but yeah, I, I hit Dave up and I was like, man, he's like, nah, we're looking for some more like fishing. I get it. He's like, you got to be more fishy fishy. And I was like, Oh, I fish all the time, brother.
1: Don't worry. So. We just, we just slung that door wide open on here, my friend. We just slung Let's go. Door. And then if Let's you come go. to, if you come to Bard Hall, I'll bring you right over and introduce you to the president. Let's go brother. That's all Absolutely. I'm into. Man. And was,
2: I love it, was, it, dude. Like I love like, You know, Costa's been very cool. They like always send me glasses and like that that pro staff you're you're with them, right?
0: Yep.
1: Oh yeah, you can talk Uh, about Yeah, I
2: don't know what the hell I can talk about or not. I don't want to get in trouble (laughs) with Captain Dave over here. I don't want you losing sponsors if I'm talking about the wrong kill bag. Yeah. Uh, No. But no, um, what was I gonna say? Yeah, man, Costa's awesome. They sent those glasses and boy, does that make a difference, you know? Those their lenses are incredible. Those glass lenses are just Absolutely incredible. You know who else is cool is opson Uh Greg over at Opson's awesome too.
1: Oh yeah. He sent,
2: me, he sent me a bunch of product and 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 I love their gear. There you go.
1: Yeah. there's a, Greg's link a good link guy. Right there. My really good friend Jeanette is watching the show right now and she's asking, What's the wiener dog's name?
2: Oh my god, hold on. Where is he? I got a Marley too, playa.
1: Nice.
2: I got a Marley too, playa. This is doogie right here.
1: Oh, Doogie.
2: Doogie's 17 years old, my boy right here. That's
1: oh, closely. yeah.
2: That's Doogie. Now if you go on my um Instagram. Look at him, dude. I've had this boy for 17 years.
1: Oh, what a beautiful. Um there's so guy. many jokes
2: about him I do online. If you're if you're a, f- a fan, if you followed me at all, you would know like all the jokes about him. So you go on my my Instagram. There's a few few uh pinned jokes that are all about Doogie. This is my baby.
1: Yeah, do the dog voice.
2: <laughs> Come on, man. Oh, you can put up the video. Bushlong. <laughs> He's so damn cute. Voice eh? when you talk to a dog or a baby, you're a serial killer. How about that? Oh. That was in Montreal. That was like, cool hey quote. dog, how you doing this afternoon? That guy's murdering people on the weekend, that guy. <laughs> If you don't change your voice when you talk to a dog, I just found out the Mexican workweek has. Most dog owners have had that thought, like, I wish my dog could talk. <laughs> yeah. Right? You have that thought. But immediately after that thought, I have the thought of, he's too needy. Yeah. <laughs> if Doogie could talk and he had a cell phone. <laughs> Dude, I'd leave the house for five minutes, I'd check my voicemail, it'd be like, you have 30 new voicemails. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what's going on? It's me, Doogie. Listen, I know you said we're going for a walk. I just kind of went to touch base. Let's see what time you were thinking. Go ahead and give me a call back. I'm at home.
1: Boop. Hey, it's me again. Listen, have you seen my red ball? Yeah, you know the one we
2: take to the park? I see find it? Anyways, no big deal. Comedy king. <laughs> yeah, that's one of my favorite jokes, man. That one went, that one went crazy too. That was like, that's taped at the Comedy Cellar in New York, one of my favorite comedy clubs in the world. That's cool, but yeah, that's my Instagram there. If you guys are on there, hit me up, man. If you want to fish, I'm down to fish. If you live in a crazy place, I'm coming to tour like anywhere, man. I've been going, like Florida was really fun. A bunch of snook and mangrove snapper and
1: whatnot. You fish out there often, Captain Dave? You know, I was there. Kelly and I went down there and lived for four months while we were building the big Viking for Fletcher Jones. And um, we went and did the peacock bass thing, which was insane. Oh, dude,
2: the, how cool are those fish?
1: I, I didn't even them. know that they had them in Florida because all I'd ever seen is the Amazon basin and they got to get down there and fish the Amazon and all this stuff. And then I was talking to one of the tugboat drivers, and he's all, hey, the dorado are biting. The sailfish are biting. I'm all, we catch all that at my house. He's all, have you ever caught a peacock? And I'm all, no, I've never been to South America. He's all, dude, meet me tomorrow morning, and we're going to go catch peacocks. And I was like, he goes, are you okay with jumping over fences? (laughs) Dude. Yeah, there he is. So Aren't they gorgeous, man? My buddy did the
2: same thing. We jumped some fence like by some fire station. And these things were just going crazy and such an aggressive fish, man. What were you using? Were you using those little shiners? tilapia. Oh, tilapia. Okay, cool.
1: The guy yeah, went was... through the net, caught some tilapia. Listen to this. You'll love this. He caught he caught like 20 tilapia and he's all okay, that's good. And I go, huh? He goes, yeah, that's good for today. I go, dude, I'm going to use those in a half an hour. He's all, yeah. no, you, it'll take longer than that. I go, dude, just do two more throws with the net. I promise yeah. I'm going to be okay. And then he did two more throws and we still ran out of bait by 10.
2: Hilarious. Yeah, man. How fun was that fishing though, dude? They just they just go nuts. So and they're beautiful fish. They're just gorgeous fish. And if, what, you're, what, like, what,
1: if you're like me, when they say, You want to jump a fence? You know, you're in, you know, it's going to be good.
2: That's the best fishing when you're not supposed to be there. (laughs) I mean, dude, that's like our whole growing up was like, there would always be like some like private condo community that had like the biggest catfish in it. There's this place called Broadmoor. And like, we were just kids, you know, and we'd go with like light like trout gear and fish these like 20 pound catfish, you know? Um, and it, but we weren't allowed to be there, but that was like half the fun was like sneaking in and like pretending like you had a aunt that lived in the neighborhood, you know? like well, she's coming down here they get the hell out of here fishing like fishing hot dogs hot dogs on a in a treble hook or some dumb dumb thing like that (laughs) but that was like half the fun yeah sneaking in somewhere we're like 12 13 years old and fishing these these lakes and golf courses that we weren't supposed to be in right
1: yeah it's the very best there's you already know when you jump the fence you know it's going to be good you already know oh
2: yeah when it says no fishing, you know, I, mean, I saw a funny meme. It said, it said no fishing. And then like what a fisherman sees and it says "Real," it said like really big fish here or something, you know, like like when it says it's off limits.
1: So funny. Yep. That's totally what we think. The second we see it, Jeanette had one more thing to say. She said, Hey, you're, do- did you know your hair matches your dog?
2: Dude, people say we look alike all the time. I have, cause I have this, like, look at him. I mean, we, we're the same person. The same guy, like we look exactly the same, and it just over the years we just kind of grew, grew to look. yeah. Uh, you look just like Marley. Shit, uh, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> I mean, look, man, he's got Everybody's the goatee, got that side, a <laughs> little dreadlocks coming out of the side of my head. Yeah, that's right. I'm pissed I didn't get to see Kelly Girl
1: today. Yeah, over there, Kelly Girl. You want to say goodbye? Nope, she's not interested. No chance. Next time we'll do another one, bro oh yeah Yeah, this was definitely fun nobody nobody jumped off we had a huge audience the whole time real quick just if you got something that's coming up you got a show you need let somebody know and uh dave burris your rod building thing is up on the app so jump in there anytime you want we're going to make a couple rods for the pcs show and We'll see what happens there. But Amir, you got any shows coming up real quick that people? Can I do. Talk- I have
2: actually Ontario and Oxnard coming up. So if you live in those areas or you got friends and family in that area, send them my way. I'd love to have them at the show. I think Ontario is uh, the Ontario Improv and the Inland Empire. That's coming up on the 10th. And then the 25th of January, I'll be in Oxnard. Uh, and that's oh, those shows are always so fun, man. And those are both just one night. I'll be there for one night. And then I have Bellflower in March. But like I said, I'll, I'll be posting a bunch of new dates coming up. And I always have, I always have LA. So if you ever reach out to me um, on Instagram or whatever, on any sort of uh, my, the platforms and just ask, where are you going to be at this week? I'll tell you exactly where my, where my uh, shows are for that week. And like when I'm home in town, I'm usually doing, you know, I don't know, 15 sets a week. So like l- tonight I'm at the Laugh Factory. Last night I was at the Comedy Store. So it's always something and it's fun, man. Come and let's talk fishing, please. Let's talk fishing.
1: Absolutely. Gang, thank you all very, very much. Don't forget, I'll be at the Bard Hall Show on the 27th and 28th. If you show up wearing some of my clothes, I'm going to give you free stuff. Bring your children. I work totally clean. It's a great time for the children to come to the show. I bring all the children up on stage. I give all the children free stuff. And then I make sure that they listen to me by telling them if they hear Captain Dave say a bad word, they all get more free stuff. And I'm oh, bringing boy. a bunch of cool stuff. So don't miss the show, Bart Hall. And then we'll keep rolling along. We'll be at the PCS show. So don't miss us. And maybe guest celebrity appearance by Amir on the Sunday. I hope. Maybe I'll be there, guys. Maybe I'll be there. I'll probably be there. <laughs> Come on. Through. All right. Come on through, man. I'll be there. Thank you very much, Amir, for a phenomenal show. Thank you. That was super fun. I can't even believe we burned an hour that fast dude we'll do it
2: again anytime man really appreciate you dave for everything you do man you guys take care tell kelly grouse said i said goodbye and uh, tell marley i said bye i'll see you guys soon man all right signing thanks. off goodbye